BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And now, the business update. After a difficult year, experts are optimistic a recovery is imminent, with key indicators improving. And yet, men everywhere continue to dress as if they just rolled out of bed. The economy is ready to bounce back. Are you? At Charles Tirrett, we have the high-quality shirts and smart menswear to get you back to your best. Try our introductory offer with three shirts for only $99, delivered free. Use code POD99 at ctshirts.com or any Charles Tirrett store. Hail King James Henry, everyone. Welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast, episode 199. We'll be talking about episode 200 very shortly. Uh, but firstly, welcome to the podcast. On the podcast this week, it's just Luke Thompson. Yes, it was... Um, I'm glad to see my agent pulled through with yeah. my demands yeah. in the transfer window that I just want to podcast on my own, just me and you now. See, we've got Pepsi instead of Orange Squash yeah. as well, which yeah. is which is... Brilliant. It, w- it was part of the demands yeah. uh, for this. What were your other demands, by the way? Um, I don't think we can discuss that. <laughs> That's for the late night podcast day. Yeah. It's part of the deal, undisclosed. <laughs> yeah. uh, on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about the uh, game against Bolton, uh, preview the game against Reading, um, and we'll be talking about other things as well, which have just slipped my mind, but I just thought I'd carry on talking. Um, firstly, Final African Cup of Nations update, everybody. Uh, Marley, unfortunately, arrived to the African Cup of Nations. Um, a bit of bizarre circumstances. They drew in their final game with Guinea, 1-1, which meant them, themselves and Guinea had equal everything. Points, goals, goals against. Yeah, yeah Luke's yeah, not along. Yeah. Um, which I need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's not visual. Uh, which meant uh, that Marley and Guinea had to draw lots. Something I don't think I've ever seen in my lifetime in football. No, no, no. Um, bit unfair, I think. Maybe they could have spruced it up a bit. Had you know fun house, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> goal carts at the end. Yeah, <laughs> it's for me. I mean, maybe it's easier said than to, easier said than done. But as it, Ivory Coast and Cameroon was yeah. the other game, was it? I, I think. Yeah, I think Ivory Coast won. I think yeah, because I think they're in the semi-finals. So that game finished one nil. So mm. that was decided. Yeah. So it was only ever between Equatorial Guinea and Mali. So surely just there and then they could have had extra time and penalties. Mm, exactly. Which I feel would have been a bit fair because, I mean, imagine losing on a raffle. Because <laughs> that's what it is effectively, isn't it? It's like, imagine England. It's a green one. It's a green one. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Does it end in a five? But imagine England going out of the group stage of the World Cup on a raffle. Yes, it may be an improvement on the last World Cup, I think you'll find that it's still hard. I think you'll find that we wouldn't go out on a raffle, because I think a raffle is an English institution, so we would never, <laughs> never lose. Like Tom Bowler. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also think, though, that seriously, how they should have ended it was do a real-life version of 50-50. Do you remember that kids' TV show? Oh, yeah, Blue yeah. and Yellow. Yeah, because yeah. you have the whole team behind each other. And you call out the sc- the number on the shirt is the number to do the random <laughs> games. I think everyone would enjoy that. Uh, so Marley out, Sacco back, obviously. Um, we'll talk about Sacco uh, very shortly. But now it's going to the January transfer window. 
We're on deadline day. It was all expected to be very quiet. Mm-hmm. I think no one really expected anything to happen. And then it's almost like Wolves said, right, no one's going to come in. So how can we make this the best possible transfer deadline day for any Wolves fan over the last of our generation, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know what we'll do. We'll get rid of Roger Johnson. Um, and then around nine o'clock, Wolves announced that Roger Johnson's contract had been cancelled by mutual consent. Um, there was a tweet from Jackie Oakley today that said there was no payoff either as part of that contract, which is very interesting That's to see. Superb that was surprising. I, I didn't expect Roger Johnson's contract to go on mm-hmm. deadline Dine or in general. When was it expiring anyway? Was it expiring the end of this season? I thought, I think so. Yeah. I think so. But still, it, I, I remember reading and it had to do a double take. I was yeah. like, is this, Roger Johnson's gone? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think everyone knows their feelings towards Roger Johnson. I think you can argue the scapegoat, you can argue the villain, but it was time we went. Yeah, I mean, it's it's freed up 20, 25 grand a week, which, you know, for a club our size, that's a, a massive yeah. amount. You know, we could get could get two good players in on that sort of money. Um, I think looking at the transfer window as a whole, Johnson's gone, which is which is great. Kevin Fowley's gone as well, which is another one off the wage bill who'd be earning a fair amount. Uh, Leon Clark's gone, which many fans will be happy with. And we've signed a striker in Benny Cafalbi who, from the brief appearances we've seen mm. from him, looks to be a very useful player. So I think all in all, it's been a very productive transfer window. Um, it's a bit weird with Johnson, is it? Because obviously he came in, got the captaincy straight away off Carl Henry. Everybody, a lot of people wanted Carl Henry not to be captain anymore. Mm. People were quite happy with Johnson. And it just all seemed to go downhill from there, didn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, I mean, when he came in, I'd say ninety percent of fans would have been pleased with yeah. the signing because yeah, yeah. you know he did well at Cardiff, he did did well at Blues with Scott Dan. I mean, that was a decent partnership. Mm. Those two at the back. I think the that's fair. why there was that appeal because of how well yeah, they did. Yeah. And you know what? What was did we end up paying for him in the end? Like three and a half million or I something. I don't think it was that much, was so it? It wasn't really that much money. Um, he was on a fairly big whack, but in the Premier League. It didn't look out of place, really, no. did it? To be earning, say, 20, 30, 40 grand a week. And I'm sure he came out, didn't he, say he wants to try and get an England team. Yeah. So, so he, he had the ambition there. Yeah. Yet, on hindsight now, <laughs> 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 we look at that. Um, but then, obviously, it went downhill from there. Um, under Solbach, and I thought he actually started off quite well. He had the captaincy off him, which I thought freed him up a bit. But then it all went downhill. I think Brighton, when nobody wanted his shirt, yeah, was the yeah. epitome. And I think there was a lot of things about, you know, the reports of him being drunk... Um, after the Fulham game, it just never worked out for him, really, did it? No, nah, I think we've been nah. very nice yeah, exactly. in our <laughs> criticism, yeah. but it just didn't really, really didn't work. And I think the Soccer AM interview topped it all off. I think how he came across on that. I think I think he shot himself in the foot though, mm. because I think he's not played a minute of professional football this season. No. Last season... I think he might have played a bit pre-season, but I don't think that counts, does it? Not really, not sort of competitive yeah. football. Last season, he didn't really play that much, did he? He had, mm. what, half a dozen games for West Ham, maybe? Yeah. A couple for us. Sheffield Wednesday as well, he went there. Yeah, so, yeah. so, you know, so in the last two or three seasons, he's probably only played about mm. 15 competitive games, and I think he's got a lot of catch-up to do now mm. on, on other professionals, and... With a club like Charlton, with all due respect, I think he's probably found his level. Mm. Well, he has. Yep, that's another point. He has signed for Charlton straight away after being yeah, released yeah. by Wolves. Um, but it's one that we'll look back and analyse after years come. Obviously, I think we, everyone knows their feelings about Roger Johnson. And like I mentioned before, was he a scapegoat with a lot of things that went on yeah, for a couple of years behind the scenes yeah. that may not be going on? Or was he just a, the villain of the piece? And mm. I think people will argue that for a while, that Obviously, the majority of people didn't like him and didn't think he did enough, but there will be those people who think, well, hang on a sec. Was it really all him? Yeah. It, I think it's it's answers that we're not really going to have the questions to until me and yourself are in our 40s and people's autobiographies start coming <laughs> yeah. out. You know, we, we'll, we'll never know the answers. I mean, we've freed up, we've freed up those wages, so I don't even think we need to talk about Roger Johnson no more. He's out. Yeah. Pay your tab on the way out, Roger. Um, <laughs> right, another one which was quite surprising. Leon Clark mm-hmm. has gone on loan to Wigan for the rest of the season. Um, his contract ends um, at, the end of, at the end of the summer. So, presumably, that's it for Leon, you would think. I can't yeah. see Wolves renewing his contract, even if, obviously, we're still Championship, not Premier League next season. But that, that's it for Leon, really, after a year? Yeah, it's it just 
Wolves and Leon Clark will just no. never fit well there. They'll just never work. Uh, you know, he could go to Wigan and it could be all right mm. because I still believe there's a half decent finisher in mm. Leon Clark. Um, Do you think he's not been given a chance enough? Because I think on his own, it just didn't work up front as the target man. Maybe off someone it could. Possibly, but then we don't play that formation mm. and I wouldn't change our style of play to. Um, Facilitate. There, yeah, I think that's a correct word. Yeah. So I um, use more than two syllables. We need, we need like stuck. countdown dictionary corner. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Luke, you'll find that later. <laughs> I just get stuck with more than two syllables. But um, I wouldn't change our system to facilitate yeah. Leon Clark because it's not, it's not like you're signing Messi. <laughs> you know, you might play four, three, three if Messi signs. And it might be that it's a type of play that are going to suit Wigan because they're in they're in a relegation fight and they're now, crap, really. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> You know they're struggling. Yeah, it it could work there. You know, mm. it could. He's he's got previous for finding the back of the net up mm. north. Scored against Leeds. Yeah. Scored against yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. Maybe he just needs to play no further south than say Chesterfield, <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be all right. Just you know, I, we've heard a couple of times how Kenny Jacket in Q and A's has said that uh, their scouting network is two years ahead. I kind of <laughs> double take what. <laughs> I dare think that was the case of Leon Clark. Do you think that maybe Leon Clark, as the top scorer in, the, in League One at the time, was just a he's a top scorer, Let's we need a striker, yeah. bring him in? Yeah, I think I think it was it was Wolves sort of throwing their weight about in League One, wasn't it? We want to win this league. We want to score more goals. Let's just go and sign the bloke who scored the most goals yeah. in the league. It could have been anybody, and we would have just signed them just because of the. Highest goal scorers in the league, and wasn't Coventry sort of pushing for the playoffs? So I suppose kind of, yeah. there was a, a rival in a sense, um, but I think it was just us just throwing our way to bed. Mm. But in this league, he didn't really show much. I, I didn't think to at, at the level we, we we're at now. And in a sense, you know, you imagine maybe not this season, but next season, you'd think we'd be in a position where we're looking to get promoted. So if you're looking two years time, if Leon Clark was still at the club at thirty, thirty-one years old. Playing against mm. companies, you know, <laughs> Phil Jones, Lauren Koscielny. He's <laughs> but then did he score for Coventry away at Arsenal? Uh, no, I, don't, I don't think did he, he did. Not? I don't think he did. But, um, you know, imagine him against those sort of defenders. Titans of world yeah, football. You know, Gary Cahill. It's just not going to happen, is it? I'm just disappointed we'll never be able to use Jurassic Clark anymore. When was we going to use that? Um, every time he played. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been perfect with Jurassic World coming out in the summer. Well, some people, somebody might have made a parody trailer. If, if Jackets listening and Fowler, they might just go and scout Sam Neil, the Jung Sea Park, some that one who plays Man United, see some park. Yeah, and then you. <laughs> then you've got Jurassic Park. You don't even need <laughs> to change it to Jurassic Park. Uh, well, Leon Clark so out on loan to Wigan. Probably uh, that's the end of his spell at Wolves. And uh, now, as everyone expected, nobody came in on transfer deadline day. Not even the yearly academy player. Just that's quite, a shock. That was yeah. the biggest shock. Yeah, of transfer deadline day. We just sat up in bed. I'm shocked. What's going on? I just couldn't believe it. I threw the remarks at the telly and everything when the clock <laughs> struck eleven. <laughs> I believe uh, Ashley Carter. Is it went out to Chesterfield on loan? Or the youth players. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, so it was the other way around this as, time. Was that as a youth loan or has he gone I back? I believe it was a youth loan. Oh, yeah. yeah. But then again, Courtney Horse went on a youth loan to Gillingham and he played yeah. every week, didn't he? Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. Um, what do we think of the January transfer window then? One player in, which is Benigophobi. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we've got the loan window coming up, which we'll talk about in a sec. But obviously, a lot of people would be unhappy with the business. The fact that we've only bought one player in where there's a couple of areas strengthened. Leon Clark's out now on loan, so we. We've got no strikers with McAlinden gone on loan as well. What do you think, Luke? How would you assess January I'll, as I'll, a month of shopping in transfers? I'd give it an eight and a half out of ten. Got ba- rid- just based on the phobie? No, no. Got rid of Johnson off the wage bill. Got rid of Fowley off the wage bill. Got rid of Clark, who's never really going to do anything, mm. is he? Signed a phobie, who I think's got potential to be a decent player for Wolves. Yeah. And I think, I, th- I know he's only played you know, a hand well, less than a handful of games for us. But from the glimpses I've seen, you know, give him a few more years to mature, I think he could be a Premier League player. Not saying he's gonna set the Premier League alight, hmm. but I think that will be his level. Um and we've kept hold of Sacco. 
So I yeah. think, you know, any window when we're keeping hold of Sacco is a bonus, isn't it? So I think it's been a great window. Mm. For it to get 10 out of 10, we could have possibly got a bit of a creative midfielder mm. on loan permanent, yeah. whatever. I, I wouldn't really be bothered as long as we got one. But for that reason, I, I personally think it's an 8 and a half. 8.5 out of 10. 8.5. January transfer. Uh, Siggy obviously left as well on loan. Yeah. As well. I don't, like know if anyone, I don't know if you saw it, and I asked uh, people listening if they did see it, the uh, interview that Copenhagen did between Foley and Siggy when they signed, where they had to interview each other and had to ask each other questions. Oh, right. Oh, how do you feel? Like the potato Foley, what is Siggy's worst habit? It was funny. I'll, uh, I can't quote you. Do you reckon it, when Siggy was interviewing, he was like, no, to make this really good, I need to re-watch the fancast interview yeah. and see, hey, what was Dave, Dave Evans' techniques? <laughs> what the uh, fancast interview you can find on our YouTube page, by search for fancast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and click like and but subscribe. I, 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 yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think if you look at January, like you said, a lot of people have been shipped out, got a lot of people off the wage bill, one person in, but I think the squad needs more. But that's what the loan window is all about. Yes. Uh, which I believe starts next Monday, I think if so. I'm not mistaken. Um, we're, we're bound to get a striker on loan. But what makes me think now, if we get a striker on loan, who's really going to want to come to a club on loan to sit on the bench? Because mm. can you see us getting somebody on loan that's and then dropping Dicko or Falberg? It's a difficult one, isn't it? Don't know. It's a difficult one. I mean, Yannick Sagbo, you bring him oh back? Oh yeah, possibly. <laughs> Unless we got, but then even if you have got a young kid from your Premier League team, they're not going to want to come and sit on Wolves' bench. Yeah, they don't want to prove themselves, don't they? So it's. But we can't carry on with just two strikers, no. can we? Especially if they're going to start. Unless how's Kiaita been getting on for the yeah. under-21s? Has he been doing anything? I'm not sure. Unless you bring back McAlinden off line from Fleetwood. He's not going to cut it. He's... <sighs> against Fulham in the Cup, he's shocking. He's... I, I had high hopes for McAlinden uh, the season before last when he, he did those few cameos off the bench. But he's not good enough. Mm. His movement's terrible. Where else do we think we need strengthening? Because obviously strike is an obvious one. Midfield, maybe a number 10 role. Um, and defence. Definitely need a centre-half. Yeah. Definitely. Just for competition? Because st- ba- no. uh, Bath and Stearman, and I think we'll talk about it in Bolton, are going to start every week. Unless one just di- has a disastrous game. I, I would I would look to get a centre-half to replace Danny Bath. Yeah. And we should talk about Luke's theory of why that is. While he drinks his Pepsi Max um, <laughs> in the Bolton game. So I think we'll talk about over the next few weeks about um, the low window and what's going on. Uh, but not about eight and a half out of ten, not mm-hmm. bad for, uh, for January. Uh, tell us your thoughts at WWFC Fancast on Twitter. Sacco, staying. Good. Brilliant. Lovely tweet from him this morning. <laughs> how are you feeling, Wolves fans? Kept us in suspense, Sacco, didn't you? <laughs> I loved it how he hadn't tweeted all around that time when the speculation was. He's like, oh, what's going on here? Is he going to go? He I don't know. It. Such a he team. just likes winding people, <laughs> yeah. doesn't you? He's going to come out on Saturday. Ah! <laughs> like that. Um, but there's a lot of speculation about QPR, whether he was going to go there. Um, Harry Renap, who's now no longer the manager mm. of QPR, uh, saying that they'd made an inquiry about him. There was a story about they wanted him alone. I know, which would have made no sense, would he? Um, <laughs> well, as soon as I heard the story, I think it was Tony Fernandez said that they weren't going to get the checkbook check out. I thought, well, we're safe. Yeah, yeah. No one's going to come in for him. Um, but uh, not long left now for Sacco unless we go up and he signs a new, new deal. Or whether he just thinks, you know what, Saki, I love being at Wolves. Let's sign a new deal. Give me Johnson's money. Come on. Yeah. Um, but we've got a few months out of him now to try and get that push. Yeah, it could be the difference. I mean, it, it showed the last few few games. I think Van der Parra's tried his, his little heart out to be creative. But uh, we do miss Saka. And... When he plays, you know, you'll you'll hear at half time, oh he's he's so wasteful and people will mm. all, no people will always mind about Sacco because he's he's just that sort of player. But when he's not playing, you can just see how much we miss yeah. him. We've uh, I think we've missed him the last few weeks. I think you've missed that presence and that match when you play. Yeah, yeah. I mean So last three league games, Charlton, Blackpool, Bolton, mm. I reckon we've only had about Three shots on target. And Black, Blackburn as well, but I think we had a bit more yeah, chances there. But yeah, yeah. But I think it's that last third, which will obviously go into Bolton, but it's great to have him Yeah, it's, and it's such a relief, you know, when mm. that... Because even, even though it... Sort of deep down, the, the, the 
clock's ticking on the transfer window mm. and you think he's not going to leave but there's always that element yeah, of doubt isn't yeah. there that at like 10 to 11 he's got to come across Sacco's gone to Villa or something for 50p <laughs> yeah. and, but there's always that element of doubt isn't and, and can I imagine Paul Lambert <laughs> coming round getting his wallet out one <laughs> two have you got a change for a quid yeah but knowing that he's here now until the end mm. of the season, because he's not going to leave on loan to another championship no, club, no. is he? He might sign a pre-contract with someone, you might think, for next season. Possibly, possibly. Um, but I, 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 I guess we'll come to it at the end of the season, but he'll get a good send-off on fans, won't he, when he eventually Yeah, leaves. I mean, it's you can't begrudge him a move no. to the Premier League. Stuck with us down in League One. Mm. Whenever he's played, he's always give 100% really, hasn't he? He's, mm. he's got fans off the feet. It's been a long time since we've had a player like Sacco yeah. you know who has the ability to get fans off the feet with a bit of trickery and you know he's always got something up his mm. sleeve he's he's a real fans mm. favourite yeah. you know he he's like a, a George Ellicobie type cult figure yeah. but who's actually good at football <laughs> <laughs> so, and don't you, you have a go at my beloved George <laughs> so but he's always got a smile on his face yeah. he, I think he made that impression that lovable impression straight away didn't he yeah yeah um, <laughs> I know that when we met him, he was a lovely guy as well. Um, when he was a former fancast player of the season award, yeah. Uh, luckily, that curse was broken because yeah, <laughs> yeah. we all feared that he was going to go then. Um, but Saka, we've got him for a few months. Great. Hopefully, if we can go up, he can stay around. Um, and I didn't realise that hashtag cheers is a thing now. Have you noticed on Twitter he says cheers a lot? Cheers. Are you Saka does? Yeah. Oh. It's become a hashtag, apparently, now. Oh, right. These hashtags, eh, they get away from me. Um, so that is the January transfer window uh, done. Now, before we get to Bolton, big news. 200th podcast oh, is a coming. Um, and we've been working on this for a, uh, a few weeks, and we have to thank the good people of Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, for organising this for us. But our 200th podcast special is going to have a bit of a goalkeeper theme um, because we're going to be doing a podcast Actually, on this podcast itself, no external interviews, actually sat in a room with uh, goalkeeper legend Matt Murray, current Wolves number one, Carl Akimi, and also Wolves goalkeeper Aaron McCary as well. All three of them uh, with the fancast people, uh, and we're going to be quizzing them for Q&As and stuff. We're going to be asking questions about goalkeeping and saving and... What a line-up. Tactics boards. And what a line-up. You yeah. know, you're not, not going to get that on any other no. fan-run podcast, are no, you? No, 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 they're award-winning <laughs> fan podcasts, oh, yeah, no. no. Um, but yeah, our 200th podcast obviously will be available after this podcast. Uh, so check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search for Wolves Fancast. And hopefully you'll like it. We've uh, got our questions ready. <laughs> just screw up. <laughs> just we get there on like a ba- bit of paper. Um, Carl, um... You're a good goalkeeper, aren't you? <laughs> Talk. Um, so, yeah, hopefully you'll enjoy that podcast. We're very much looking forward to it. And um, so the next time you hear us, we've already done it. We'll be carrying on and let's know what you think of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it should be. It's, it's, it's going to be great, isn't yeah. it? Let's be honest. To Num- number one on iTunes, come on. <laughs> God, imagine. <laughs> but now it's, it's to mark a very special occasion, yeah. which we're all very proud of. Yeah. And we, w- we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for... For you guys listening. And that's sincere. I know that Luke's sounding quite jokey there. That is quite no, sincere. No, it's, it's true, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think uh, the fact that we've got to 200, meaning that people have liked to listen to us enough mm. around that we've got to number 200. Otherwise, we'd, we've just been doing this every week. No one's bothering. They're just like, why are they still doing this? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's and we've just decided ourselves to get to 200. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite mental, isn't it, really? Yeah. I mean, would you have thought, you know, when you was in your bedroom at your mum and dad's house, <laughs> <laughs> that... The podcast would have come this far, you know. I think you should be immensely proud of yourself, Dave. It's, it's, cheers, cheers, it's, cheers. Um, <laughs> it's well enough. <laughs> but no, it's there was enough times when I went to my mum and dad, there was crying my eyes out. Why won't anyone listen to this, <laughs> Dad? I mean, no, but thank you very much for listening. And as I say, look out for Wolves Fancast 200th podcast special. We should have like, um, like to celebrate the 200th podcast, like a YouTube video montage of all the pundits. I like John Meek. And then it fades out to uh, like a Doctor Who regeneration. Yeah. Then it'll like fade out like to real sad music as well <laughs> to Vinnie Banks. I think you need to do that, Dave. I'm just thinking, what's the saddest music you could put? Somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Mad world. <laughs> yeah.
probably should have like a week long celebration. <laughs> what was that hashtag we had before? We've had many. Nah, there was one hashtags. that was really, really good. That really got people involved. Wolves eleven, wasn't it? Wasn't it the Wolves all time eleven one? Wolves eleven twenty five was one of our popular ones where we asked people to name their best team for the last twenty five years. Why don't you use it? Wolf hashtag Wolves XI twenty five. I can't remember if it was on us. Well, what do you think of a hashtag for us? And don't worry, we will be expecting cake. <laughs> yeah. And we want that cake as well. But 200 podcast, uh, get listening. <laughs> Wolves earned a 2-2 draw at the Macro Stadium on Saturday with a James Henry last-minute screamer. To say that me and Luke went crazy is an understatement, which we'll talk about that later on. Uh, but firstly, Wolves say, say Wolves earned a point. Uh, against Bolton. Uh, New Adico opened the scoring at first after five minutes. Uh, Bolton struck back straight away with two goals and the game then seemed to peter out until the last minute in injury time James Henry were receiving the ball from Benicophobe and going, you know what? Screw you, Bolton. And <laughs> top left-hand corner bullet, which I believe was named Gold of the Day on Sky Ooh, Sports News, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I hadn't realised, Jamie O'Hara scored a 30-yard free kick for Blackpool. Blackpool sorry. Couldn't believe that. More shots than James Henry's goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was a fantastic goal, um, which we'll talk about in a bit. But first of the game against Bolton, good promising start. Nuidika got the goal. Um, McDonald had a shot that just went over the bar. But mm-hmm. from then, Wolves seemed to lose their kind of dominance. I, I just think, you know, the, we scored early on, mm. which is all that great in whatever game you're playing. You know, mm. the earlier <laughs> you can score, you know, you just want to score, don't you? Just get on the score sheet. Um, but I thought the first 15 minutes or so, we looked in control. Mm. We was one nil up, and I thought, you know, I think we've got these. Here. Yeah, we yeah. could, we could beat these two or three nil. And then for whatever reason, Bolton woke up or mm. we fell asleep, and I'm not sure if they dominated, but they certainly had mm. most of the play. I think in um, the first half they did. Yeah. I think the second half we dominated the play. The problem that we had was that. We could pass it around as I think we t- we talked about this the last two weeks. Yeah, we could pass yeah. it around all day long, get to the last third, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. There's not enough men up there. It was almost like we countered, we stopped, and then come back and, come, and Bolton again, just yeah. then just came all back and they just put everyone behind the ball and that was mm-hmm. it. And we mm-hmm. don't we weren't countering enough or with no, enough pace to open them up. Definitely. Whereas Bolton did counter. Mm-hmm. And we're just going for it. And I yeah, just, yeah. It was just a bizarre tactic. I mean, if you looked at Bolton central midfielders, every time they received the ball in the middle of the park, they'd turn, have a quick look up, head down, have a little run forward, head back up, and then look for a pass. Mm-hmm. Whereas our midfielders seem to pick the ball up, head up, head down, look to the centre half, pass it to the centre mm-hmm. half, and it's all very slow and mundane. And there's no sort of impetus about yeah. how, about our attacking play. Whereas Bolton, you know, they was driving forward with forward runs, powerful, pacey, you know, looking for direct passes, where we're just very mm. side to side, backwards, side to side, backwards, side to side, backwards. And it's going to cost us, I mean, um, our goal difference is minus two. Yeah. That I think Watford's is plus 26. Ex- you know what I mean? And that could really bite us on mm. the arse come the end of the season. It could be the difference between playoffs and seventh, um, which I think happened to us. About um, it was McCarthy's ago. second season. We lost out by a goal to get into playoffs. Yeah, and uh, I'm not because we've got enough creative players. I mean, we had Dico, Afobi, Van der Parra on the pitch mm. for 90 minutes. You'd think that there's enough pace there to mm. be able to counter attack yeah. at pace. I think it's the central midfield that's slowing us mm. down. So you've got McDonald and Price, and they start to dictate the play when they get the ball, yeah. and it's not quick enough, or it's just going too sideways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they're doing that, I mean, uh, go on. Another <laughs> thing that worried me is I don't remember their keeper making a save. Well, no, not really. Apart from the two goals, that they, they didn't make an actual. I don't remember the stop. Charlton keeper making a save. Uh, no, I, uh, no, he did. He did in the second half. Phoebe had a header. Oh, he saved. There's a, one header, yeah. I didn't go to Blackpool, but did their keeper really have to make a save? I can't remember now, but it does make you think. It does, then, it? you know, you think, we've got some dangerous players, mm. we really need to start testing goalkeepers, because if we're not, 
we're not going to score mm. enough goals to be winning matches. But is part of that though the tactic that these teams are using? You know, more bottom end of the table that they're putting just loads of men behind the ball. So our formation of having one up top on its own, and maybe a couple of wingers, mm. and Edwards isn't kind of pushing up enough. We just we just genuinely don't have unless we are on the counter and they're pressing us, which they're not going to because they're playing deep. We're just not going to get enough bodies. It was like against Bolton Saturday. We, we would counter and go forward and there'd be one person in the box. Yeah. Like, Edwards, you know, Van Lepara, whoever, get in. Uh, it wasn't really working. Sec- uh, for, let's talk about the second goal for Bolton because I know that at the time you were very critical of uh, Danny Bart. And he's still are, which we're going to talk about. Um, I find that compared to Stearman, who I thought had a great game, mm-hmm. Stephen's very versatile when it comes to defending. Danny Bot is your old-fashioned centre-half. And I think that's slightly him going against him. Yeah. No. Second goal, I think he was... I think our offer from Van Le Parra was equally at fault for it. Yeah, I think Van Le Parra could have been stronger in the tackle yeah. out wide. But second phase, Danny Bath has still got to deal with it. And I just think he's allowed that club who I'd never heard of previous to the game, if I'm being completely honest. Um, he's allowed him way too many touches inside mm. the box. I think he's touched the ball three or four times before he's shot. Mm. And I I just think it's really poor defending by Danny Bath. And I don't want to be critical of Danny Bath because I know there's a good defender yeah. in there somewhere. And he has, he has shown that as well. But ugh, he gets turned so mm. easily. You know, imagine if we were to go up and he's got Aguero running at him, Rooney, Giroud, Hazard. He's going to look like a Beyblade. Mm. He's going to be spinning that much. <laughs> you know, we might... <laughs> nice little 90s reference there. <laughs> yeah. But he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna spin into the ground. Yeah. You know, he'll be stuck in the turf. He's, and I'm not sure... I'm just not sure what it is. Well, I do know what it is, but how do you sort of coach that? Is it how more, do you I, coach I think, not to be spun? <laughs> I think the argument's been, which I know you said at the game on Saturday, was if he wasn't from Briley Hill, would he be dropped by now? He is the captain, uh-huh. so it's going to be very hard yeah, to drop yeah, yeah. El Capitan. But then Sam Ricketts was captain, he got mm. dropped. But didn't get really dropped last season. No, much. True, true. But it's hard to go to your captain who uh-huh. is the driving force, right, you're not playing anymore. Who becomes captain? It could be that you know a lot of the players, and I'm sure they do, respect Danny Bart on the pitch. So if you're taking not just someone who's intergrained with the club, but also the captain, yeah. who becomes captain, can they motivate the players if Sam Ricketts not, is not going to come back? I think there's a better captain already on the pitch, Stearman. I think he looks a lot more vocal. It certainly shows a lot more passion for me. You know, you just look at when Bolton scored mm. the free kick, for example, how angry he was. Mm. Every, well, every time we can see, you just see the anger on Stearman's mm. face. Um... I think he's he he'd be he's older as well, got more experience. So really, I think Steeman should be captain, tutoring mm. Danny Bath. Um, Do you think Steeman's like um, when you play FIFA and you get really annoyed? Think he just gets annoyed every single time yeah. playing FIFA. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He's, got yeah head, he's got the headset on. Yeah, and he's he's rage quitting. He's yeah. sending <laughs> sending abusive messages after the game <laughs> about people's moms yeah. <laughs> um, but then on the flip side I believe I mean I've not really been focusing too much on stats but we've got to have kept five or six clean sheets in say the last seven or eight games I would say I'd so, imagine yeah. Yeah. off the top of my head so as a defensive unit something's working mm-hmm. So maybe I am just being overcritical of of Danny Bath because something's obviously working to be keeping so mm. many clean sheets in in a short period of time. Richard Steeman, I bet he's not far off being people's player of the season. Mm. Uh, Dominic Iorfa, I just think he's been absolutely superb since he's. I think in. he's been great, and I think I mentioned on an interview I did with We Are Going Up podcast a few weeks ago that he's been the first player in my lifetime that's made such a direct impact. I've gone, whoa, mm-hmm. this guy's good. I thought on Saturday, his. Um, naivety is the wrong word to use his youthfulness I don't know what it was came yeah. out a bit more you yeah. could tell he was a young player there were sometimes he had moments of brilliance and some of his tackles would just slide and get the ball off yeah, people yeah. you were like whoa like Dalsim on um, <laughs> Street Fighter <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well then there were times where he just looked very shy he yeah. didn't have enough 
henchness, as it were, yeah, about yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He couldn't muscle people off the ball. Uh-huh. And I think I think we all forget that he's still a young player at the end of the day. He's still mm. learning and he's at quite a high level yeah, in yeah. such a physical league. Um, let's talk about someone else who did really well on Saturday, Benica Phobe. Oh, yeah. It's the first time we got to really see him on the ball. Um, and his movement and his pace were, and just controlling the ball yeah, yeah. between players was unbelievable. Mm. I think you can see he's been schooled at the school of Arsenal. Yeah. You know, every time he got the ball, I thought he looked dangerous. He looks intelligent as well. Mm. You know, like, um, like, for he's example, got, he's, like he's got a master's in engineering. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, for example, just that little flick to James Henry for yeah. the goal. A lot of players probably would have tried to take it between the two Bolton defenders, yeah. get tackled, Bolton counter-attack. Yeah. But just to send that little flick, knowing that you've brought two players out of the game, to flick it wide to Henry who's free, I think that shows great intelligence. Mm. Um, there was one moment which was brilliant in the first half. Did he wriggle between two Bolton defenders? By the, the corner. Laid yeah. it back to our offer. Who nearly. Yeah, but the defender got there just yeah. in time. I think the, the only criticism I've got regarding a foul beyond mm. Saturday, and it's nothing to do with a foul, but it's to do with the team as a whole, I don't think we gave him the ball enough. Because mm. I thought every time he had the ball, he looked really dangerous. But I think those times, especially... The first 20, 30 minutes, he was really mm. quiet because he just wasn't getting the service. Or he wasn't in shooting positions, Yeah, you could say, that about yeah, him. Yeah. Um, but I thought, again, yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah, he, he? he looks... I think he's... I might put my neck on the line. I might... I think I'm going to say he's, he's going to be better than Dico. That's my... Podcast 300. Yeah. Can you believe that... <laughs> that must be our Jordan Road moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I think he could be number 10. He could be the number 10 man yeah. if I, I he's moulded into that. I think Dick Owen and Falby can certainly play 9 and 10 between mm. them. I mean, it looked like there was a lot of interchange on Saturday Yeah, between Dick Owen and Falby going wide left, or, playing through the middle. Although you kept noticing that Dicko kept going to like deeper and deeper in the first half. Well, yeah, there was a couple of times in the first half where he was attacking. Can't remember exactly what attacks there were in there, but there was one, he was stuck in the right-back position. I think that might have been when I also went to shoot. Yeah. And then it was only a couple of minutes after we was attacking down the left and he was in the left-back position, mm. wasn't he? Which, it was very, very frustrating mm. because as your striker, you want your striker in the box. Mm. Yeah, you want him to work hard and get back, which he was obviously doing. But, you know, you think, mm. come on, mate, let's get forward now. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be nice. So the game carried on. It kind of really petered out. I thought Wolves dominated play, but nothing could really happen. Bolton, again, kind of passed it around and they couldn't get really anywhere. They had that chance in the second half where... Don't know who it was, but he turned on the penalty spot, volleyed it. It was a very slow shot, and Akeem did yeah, fantastic yeah, to palm yeah, it away. Yeah. But then, as it got to injury time, you just thought, "Well, that's it now. It's two-one." You kept shouting for Wolves to attack, and it just wasn't happening. And then the moment came. Literally, I think it was a uh, Carla Kimi goal kick mm. went to uh, Benikafobi. Bit of a, it kind of went between people's legs. Fobi got it, passed it to Henry, and then this shot from James Henry. Um, just as soon as it hit the top left of the corner, you were like, I can't believe... What's, that, just, happened? what's just happened? That's, yeah. It wasn't just, we've scored in the last minute, it was, we've just witnessed... One of the best goals yeah. you'll possibly see yeah. live. And that's just, why everyone went crazy. Just what a strike. Yeah. What a strike. And we were talking on the way back home, wasn't mm. we? How many goals have Wolves really scored to rescue a point or win a game late on? Mm. Not... Med. Obviously, it's happened like Crawley yeah. at home last season. But a goal that's so magnificent yeah. to watch as well, which you'd go crazy about, yeah, yeah. you know, if you're 4-0 up. Yeah. But to rescue a point in the 95th minute away from home. Yeah. I'm sure there's been examples it. we can't think of. The one that comes top of my head is Leeds away when um, Jay Bothroyd scored that. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. it was 0-0 and it was one of the most boring games <laughs> ever. And he just scores his 40-yard top yeah. left-hand corner. You're like, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, Literally. Like, Jay Bothroy just turned up and thought, you know what? I've had yeah. enough of this now. I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. Let me just smash his ball so I can go home. <laughs> um, an experience. One of those special moments, wasn't it, at the end of this game, which it was really petering out. We were going to lose, which you thought, have we really lost this Bolton side? Because they weren't really anything special. Yeah. Didn't get to see Good Johnson. Didn't get to see Heskey, which I was quite annoyed at. Um, but we earned a point, which has now took on Region 1 to 7, mm-hmm. I believe. Which is very good. Still uh, seventh, we're still yeah. three points off Watford. Um, a good point, really, against a side that we should have really beaten. But I mean, they're unbeaten in seven at home as well. Mm. So it is a good point. I think if you're winning your home matches, any point on the road's good. So mm. also, just a final point. I thought 
the Macron Stadium. I'm going to call it the Reebok Stadium because that's mm. where we all yeah. know it. So sparse. Oh, As yeah, in, yeah. I, I couldn't believe how empty it was for a game. Yeah, okay, Liverpool was coming up, maybe mm-hmm. people waiting for that. But there's only 16,000. Yeah. And it holds 28,000, I mm. think. So 50% empty, really. Mm. But, I mean, it's, it's a nice stadium. Yeah. Though, it was our first time there, wasn't it? And well, the view, the away end view was oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, really good view. Really a good great view. And in general, go, because, you know, the, the, the view from the away end was great. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it was a great day as well. Um, but, yeah, thank you, James Henry, and your right foot. Just, what a goal! You just kept rewatching it on Vine, yeah, just over and over. I was like, did I actually just witness that? That's just incredible. I mean, it would be good if you could get an angle from behind the home, the home end, yeah. and a game from the wall yeah. end to see it sort of directly head on. Mm. You only really seen it from the side, but it was just a magnificent goal. And just before he, he, he hit it, you could see him shaping up to shoot, and mm. you thought. Last kick of the game, he's 35 yards out, for God's sake, what a waste of yeah. time. <laughs> and then just to see it fly into the back mm. of the net. It's oh, a good yeah. job there's a net there, because he could have <laughs> killed somebody. <laughs> the power he got in that. I would have just retired from football after that. I would just yeah. walked off the pitch, right, that's I'm done. If that's how I'm going to go. Yeah. I think he should get his right foot insured by Lloyds of London. Oh, definitely. For lots of money. <sighs> I'd like to sit up to the training ground every day and just polish that foot. <laughs> yeah. Like you see in London, those people who sit on those steps. Just get polish his foot. Just 19, five minutes. How are you doing, Mr. Henry? You all right, Mr. Henry? That's good. Cracking goal on Saturday, Mr. Henry. <laughs> so, final part of the podcast. Um, on Saturday, Wolves take on Reading, who are currently 16th in the table. Last time we played them away from home in a cracking 3-3 draw, which you should have really won. Um, we tried to play it in the corner with five minutes to go, which was yeah. dreadful. Um but uh, Reading, obviously, since then, Nigel Atkins has gone. Steve Clark has come in. Their form in the league, last five games, are war, war, one draw, lost draw one. Um, top scorer, Simon Cox, I believe, with eight. Um, they've just bought Yakubu. Well, talking of ageing well, yeah. Yakubu ages really well. He's only yeah. 32, yeah. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I think in Nuanku Kanu years, he's 32, yeah. But he's that came out of nowhere. Did who, who, where's he been? He had a stint in Israel, I think, and I mean, on his day, he was brilliant. Yeah. I'm not having his 32 though. Mm. Not having that. I mean, so that guy that does that picture of that football that goes around. He's playing 17, but he is 17, but he looks like he's he's in his 40s. That guy's replaced for Lazio. Is it that guy? There's yeah. a guy, yeah, and he, he's actually 17. I think he is actually 17. Yeah. Because I think Canoe was only 32 when he signed for Alden. It's, it's, awesome. it's, it's like Costa, isn't it? Costa doesn't oh, look yeah, 25, 25, does he? Never. Uh, but Yakuba, that'll be interesting on Saturday if he starts mm-hmm. or if comes on the tour. Um, they've also brought in um, someone called Chaluba, I believe, on loan from Chelsea. Oh, yeah. Chelsea loan out every year, don't they, really? He's, he's played for Forest and Watford, mm. who I can remember off the top of my head. He might have been at a couple of other clubs. Mm. He's got potential. I don't think he did too well at Forest. Mm. But he's got potential to be all right but they're one of those teams we've got this massive run of games where we're playing people at the lower end of the table uh obviously say they're 16th um do we know any else that plays reading apart from progne i can't say it progne back pavel progrebniak there we go um i'm so glad i don't have jason forrest's job at wolves we have to (laughs) announce all those people adam federici in goal it's probably all i couldn't mention because the fondra came from Oh, and it was Cardiff. Cardiff it didn't yeah. used to be at Reading. It did used yeah. to be at Reading, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously we all remember Reading when we stole all their plays off them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never liked Reading it's almost, as a club. It's almost like if you had feeder teams, Reading was Wolves' feeder and team. Sunderland was a house. No. Uh, Burnley. We're now Burnley's oh, yeah, feeder yeah. team, aren't we? Yeah. It's almost like Wolves' 09 championship winning <laughs> team is now become its yeah. own Premier League team. Yeah. Um, do we know? So we don't really know anyone else. I, I, could, I could try and bring up the... Uh, their team sheet on good old BBC Sport, which I've realised sometimes isn't as up to date as uh, you would hope. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, there we go. I'm trying to press my tablet here. Um, so who have we got? Gunter, Chris Gunter, yeah. yeah. He's played Cardiff. Ferdinand, that's not Kane. Ferdinand. Ah, right. Okay. Is he a Ferdinand, one of the Ferdinands? Actual? Yes, younger brother. Do you remember when the Premier League highlights went to Channel Three? Yeah, and. Rio and Anton Ferdinand was on the opening credits, and they're little. He was only about six at the time. Oh, that okay. is Kane Ferdinand. Oh, little uh, flashback there yeah, for everyone. 
Um, who else? We've got Guthrie, you mentioned Robson Canoe. Carl Robson Canoe, yeah. Which sounds like a double act. <laughs> yeah. Um, who was it? Robson Jerome? Yeah. Robson and Canoe. Um, Taylor? No idea. Akpan? Is that how it's pronounced right? Is that Akpan? Is it spelled A-K-P-O-M? P-A-N. Oh, Akpan. Oh, no, I never um, heard of it. Um, Jordan Abita. Abita. I, See, I, I can't pronounce her name. This is ridiculous. Uh, Fozu Henry. Fozu Henry, is he? Never heard of him. Uh, Stacy, Mom. Got it going on? <laughs> Gavin, something like that. I don't know. Um, and um, and Keown. It's not Martin Keown in defence, is it? I yeah, guess. It is, yeah. yeah, he's just come, <laughs> come out of retirement. Um, other random facts for you. Uh, Hector has got uh, six year cards. He scored, that was his first ever goal for Reading against us. Of course it was. Yes. Always is. Always well, first of the season, one of the two anyway. Always their first goal. And minus nine in the goal difference. We're just padding time here just to fill out the Reading section. So let's go to uh, the team that Walsh would play um, at the weekend. Um, should they start the team they had against Bolton where he had Defoe and Dicko up front? Or because we've now got basically no striker, put one of them on the bench. Maybe Dicko up front on his own to start off. No, nah, I'd play them both. Yeah? I'd play them both. I think with Reading, Reading are beatable. Mm. Especially because we're at home, yeah, you need to be winning your home games, especially against teams who are down the lower end. Yeah, um, I'd play them both personally. See if we can get two early goals. You know, if you're two, three nil up after mm. seventy minutes, then you can rest one and bring on a midfielder. I love your confidence. <laughs> no, but I, I personally think if we're looking to get in the playoffs, mm. teams aren't Reading at home. We should be winning yeah. two or three nil. That's that's just how I feel. Mm. If we are looking for the playoffs, that's how we need to be performing. Um, I don't think we'll win two or three nil. Mm. I think we'll probably draw again because I just don't see where we're going to score more than two goals. Now, what might be interesting for the game on Saturday, and it hasn't been confirmed whilst we've been recording the podcast, but people like yourself noticed that it's a Jack's funeral, which we'll talk about in a second as well. That Carl Akimi had his foot in some kind of not mm. cast, but like a protective boot. Protective boot. It could be a precaution. Uh, but if he doesn't play, it's going to be a debut for a Wolves favourite, Thomas Kuzak, a Champions League winner. Oh, God, yeah. 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 <laughs> think if the uh, Reading have a penalty, he'll just take his top off and have these medals shining <laughs> in their face. You seen this? <laughs> what? Oh, 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 what's this? My Champions League medal. Oh. Apart from that, though, same team. Goldborn, obviously, yeah. it seems like a starter now. Yeah. Um, Price and McDonald, Van La Parra. Sacco, I mean, Sacco could be back. We, oh, yeah. we, we don't know. Sacco I don't know. should be back, should he? Well, he's back now officially, I would have thought, but I don't know how it works. Is it like the World Cup? Do they need a, 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 a couple break. of weeks off? Because he's played, or is it, has he just played an extra game like he would do if it was in the ta- Championship? Or because he's flown? I, I don't know how it works, but yeah. you would. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not starting on Saturday. Or, you know, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not on the bench. I think we've played the same amount of games as him, though, haven't mm. we? We've played three. Yeah. We've played... Four. <laughs> I think we have. Yeah. So he's, he's played one game less yeah. now, did he? <laughs> so, <laughs> also, that's interesting, actually. Yeah. And if he could, and if he is available, Henry's just scored a screamer. Uh, yeah, you know. It's... And he played all right when he came on against Bolton. Mm. Um, so it's a good headache for, for Jackets. Ooh, to be fair, now you've mentioned Sakhar coming back, I think what you said originally with... One of a Fabio Dicko dropping to the bench may be a possibility. Because mm. I think if Sacco was here, you just bring him straight back mm. into the team. Then you're going to have Henry or BLP on the right. Mm. I think he'll keep Edwards as number 10. And then it's going to be out of a Fabio and Dicko. Mm. And I think he'll go for a Fabio. I think that's his. I think a Fabio is first in the pecking order over Dicko. Yeah. I just think we spent too much money for be to be a reserve striker. I think that's the problem, isn't it? You spend two million on yeah. someone in the championship, they've got to start straight away. Yeah. I don't know though, I think Dicko will start. Do you think? I don't think it'll be a phobie. Good old Adobe phobie. <laughs> a phobe audition. Yeah. <laughs> a phobie reader. I think it'd be interesting to see who scores most goals per minute out of Dicko and a phobie <laughs> between now and the end of the season. Well, he's only got one, a phobie, so... Dicko's only got one in that time, hasn't he? Oh, since he started, you mean? Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's one each. Ah, let the games begin. Yeah. Good competition there. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and just to fit... And so that's Reading. Um, we won't talk about Huddersfield, which is Tuesday night. 
but Huddersfield seemed to be a bit of a bogey team. We lost three one, which was our first home defeat in forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're doing all right, aren't they, under Chris Powell? Mad. Or they're not doing very well under Chris I'm Powell. I'm sure they are. Check the league table. I'm sure. Let's they're check the old league table. Huddersfield are just below <laughs> Reading in seventeenth. Um, but they've stabilised a bit, haven't they, under Powell? Who I think he's an all right manager. I think yeah, yeah. he's all right. Uh, so it'll be interesting away. Obviously, a big, uh, a long journey for a Tuesday night for mm. away fans. So uh, well done to everyone who's going. Um, so let's do predictions for. We'll do Huddersfield. Why okay. not? Let's do Reading firstly. Luke Thompson, football manager mode on. What are you going for? And don't pull. Don't save it if we're losing. <laughs> and then reload. reload. I think we'll. But I just said I don't think we'll beat Reading, didn't I? We'll beat Reading 2-0. 2-0. There we go. I think we're going to win 2-0 as well. So I'm going to concur your statement. If we beat Huddersfield, if we've got six points out of two, that's just yeah. too good, isn't it? I think we'll get a draw against Huddersfield. Yeah. 1-0. Yeah. 1-0, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. can also say big uh, up for uh, Colicini against Bolton, who just had those five minutes of injury time, which is now a godsend because we, we thought, where's five minutes come from? But the first corner in the 90th minute, he decided to go right up there and try and go still five minutes left. Yeah. It's, it's great to see goalkeepers. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. And I'm glad I saw that live. I've never seen that live in person before. Yeah, actually. You might see it on the TV in the World yeah, Cup or yeah. something or in a FA Cup match, yeah. but you never... Oh, But yeah, well done, Carla Keemi. Big Keems. He's great, isn't he? Yeah. He's great. I'll, I'll pass on that compliment, hopefully, <laughs> on the 200th podcast as well. Uh, so that's all we've got time for on podcast 199. Uh, make sure you watch out for our uh, 200th podcast special, which will be on iTunes and SoundCloud, so Church War, Wars Fancast. And we'll be back next week um, for our usual run of podcasts uh, to review those games against Reading and Huddersfield. Uh, a big thanks to Luke Thompson for coming on, shouldering the Thank burden you. of Fancast. I know, it's, it's weird being on your own. It's, yeah. I bet for you it's like um, the John Meek days, isn't it? It is, yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, yeah, those yeah. days. <laughs> now, the montage music. What would the montage music for that be? Um. Shiny, happy, feet. <laughs> Just me and John, Holly Hands, running in a yeah. field. Oh, the Rembrandts, I'll be there for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like um, John having an ice cream falling down, and I kind of give him a bit more of mine. <laughs> Us kind of laughing back, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, um, but thank you very much for listening. Follow us on Twitter at WWFC Fancast, Facebook, uh, Wolves Football Fancast Show, and check out our latest blogs and opinion pieces on wolvesfancast.com, where you can read a piece on what would be an all time, well, not really an all time, but what would be a Wolves African 11 that we could submit to the African Cup of Nations. It's a great lineup, and I want you to share your thoughts on that one. Uh, listen for the 200th, we're back for 201 this week. Bye from Luke Thompson. See you later. And it's bye from me. See you next time.